Hello everyone, you are listening to Nerd Cultured with the Sons of Glitches. I am John, we've got Mike and Remy here tonight. What up? And... Yo. <laughs> what up? What up? And I had a few things that I wanted to talk about here, but I don't know, I just don't feel right leaving everyone on such a cliffhanger after last episode. <laughs> so let's take a few minutes here to wrap up the question that Mike posed on whether or not you can sort of catch lightning in a bottle twice by releasing the same game. So... What do we think, boys? Mike, you brought it up. You go ahead and give us your, your theory. Well, the, the reason I brought it up is because you, you were talking about Spyro and, and, and Crash and um, the sort of the re, re-releases of those of those games, um, which are, you know, th- those aren't sequels, right? They're the exact same no. game. Um, right. It's just prettier. Right. I mean, it, you know, it's not the most... Un- <laughs> it, it's not the most uncommon thing in the world to see like, you know, I've been playing, um, I've, I've played through the last of us remastered, right. Which, which is a re-release, not that far behind the initial release of the game, but that was really just a graphics upgrade for, for PS4 from PS3. So, okay. Fine. Right. Right. From what, what, but the Spyro and crash thing, it's like, okay, here's two titles from the nineties that we're going to take and we're going to remake them in, you know, whenever they came out, 2017, 2018, and we're going to, you know, make them look all nice and pretty and we're going to update them and all this kind of stuff. They're trying to do the exact same thing now with a much bigger property than, than that, which is uh, world of Warcraft with classic. Wow. I, have seen a lot of people be really excited about this and I'm having a hard time getting excited about it because I don't know that I want to go back 15 years like 15 years ago Warcraft was revolutionary right vanilla wow was revolutionary and and that's what made it what it was it was a fleshed out accessible MMO for the masses that was also nuanced and detailed enough for the serious, you know, serious, serious, serious MMO geeks who did actually exist back then. <laughs> but um, I, I, I just, I don't know that I want to, you know, do I really want to do that? Do I really want to pay that money and go back? I, I, I would rather, and, and where I keep arriving with that is, I would much rather remember those games being as amazing as they were to me then, than try mm. to go back to them now, and and be disappointed. You know, it's it's the whole don't meet and honestly don't meet your heroes thing. Yeah, and honestly, I I 100% agree, Mike. And you know, we we discussed it last time a little bit. Uh, about the Spyro, and I was like, oh man, Spyro, I love that game. And, you know, <laughs> Ribby said, well, you played that no one? And the answer was no one, for the same reason. I remember those games. I played them all. I, they they stick in my head as being a ton of fun. You know, what? yeah, what if what if these new versions, the remastered versions, aren't as fun as I remember? What if it cheapens the experience? Hmm. Um, you know, kind of thing. Uh, it, it, it seems to me like more of a money-making tool than Cash an actual... Bad effort yeah a cash grab more than an actual effort to to appease the the fans right you know i would much rather see uh, a new game or an expansion or you know i mean they could just as a just as easily put you know in the spire example just made a new game why not right there's you know. clearly a market for it yeah people <laughs> clearly exactly. buy it yeah i mean so what well, the fuck? Yeah. With, you know, and with Spyro, a, though, another similar thing, and, and Mike, you mentioned this last time too. Uh, this this game that's getting redone, 
is Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Well, see, okay, that's you know. different though. So that I did a little. Oh, okay. I, I did a little research on that. So that is that is not a shot-for-shot remake of Final Fantasy VII with upgraded graphics. That is a complete retelling of that story, updated, tw- you know, twenty odd years later with modern technology. You can do stuff like I've seen clips from that game. You can do stuff in the in the remaster that you could never even think of doing in the original version. The combat system is completely different. The way you travel through the world is completely different. What you know the the uh, the way in which they're telling the story has been like they 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 took okay here's the story of the game here's what we're trying to do with it we're gonna tear everything to shreds and we're gonna build this all from scratch it's not a reskinning it's not a you know a remaster it's a completely you know a, a, for all intents that, and purposes a that is interesting game. that is interesting i'm gonna buy that game i want to play that yeah but yeah you know, yeah i um well and, and, you know actually i was gonna say uh, and now you've you've gone and changed my mind, damn you, <laughs> that, you know, um, I am of one of the few that I would say is a Final Fantasy fan, period, that really did not enjoy 7. Wow. It was too, um, it was too, I'm trying to think of the best word to describe it, I don't want to say simple in its mechanics, but that's probably the best thing that I can think of right now. Just like combat you know, system-wise, the, or... Yeah, right, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, right, the, yeah. the, the, the combat was, was good. In it was very, very, very simple. And and it could be because I actually the first Final Fantasy game that I ever played was actually nine, and so I got nine when it released, I think, and played through it, and I was like, dude, this is fucking awesome. Wait, there's more. Yeah. And at that time, on the what I had was a PlayStation One, and on the PlayStation One there was eight and seven. Right. And I got eight next, and I played that, and I was like, oh man, this is awesome. Gunblades, cool. And then oh, I got the seven, blade. and I was like, "Yeah, right." Fucking <laughs> gunblades are. I actually have a gunblade replica on my wall. Do you really? Store. I do really. Dude, you, um, you, you, you're 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 probably one of the only people who has that. Nobody likes Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> yeah, that, I kept that. I kept that company in business for another week or two. Um, so, but yeah, and then I went to seven, and yeah, it just didn't. You know, it didn't. And and that's probably why because the the combat system was a little older, a little cheaper. Yeah, I think right, if, if, if you had played how it if you had played them in the reverse order, uh, you would probably have a different opinion. But uh, yeah, probably uh, so. No, but I, 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 that being said, that. yeah, that being said, with what you just said and that all that was information that I did not know, I'm now super interested. But wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this PlayStation only exclusive? Yeah. Wah, no, fuck me, wah, dead. Wah. Sorry. <laughs> well, I lost my boner. Sorry. Let's continue. So, quick question for you, John. All I got out of that story is you started with nine and didn't realize that there were eight before it. <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. <laughs> just, just want to clear that up. I don't Wait, know there how are more. Sequels work. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I, I never, I had never even heard of Final Fantasy before then. So the fact that it was know. number nine didn't didn't clue you into. No, no. Obviously, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But but you you went you made it through you made it through your entire life as a gamer up until the release of Final Fantasy IX, which was in like nineteen ninety 
it. It was in like ninety nine. I, I was in. I think I was in high school. Yeah. So, because you're like six or seven years yeah, younger than me. So, yeah. It was either late nineties or early two thousands. No, it was like late nineties, early two thousands. Because I remember Final Fantasy VIII came out in like ninety seven, ninety eight. So nine had to come out in like two thousand, two thousand one. Um, yeah. Which so, I would have been in high school in two thousand. So you so, made it. Yeah, you you made it through your entire life as a gamer up until you were in fucking high school before you full, before you heard of Final Fantasy. Uh, How is that possible? Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little review here. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Fun goes fake, Mike. All right, so different kinds um, of cheese, John. Yeah, cheese. Right. Um, so that PlayStation was my first mainstream console. Oh, that's right. That I, I that I had. That. Before that, I had two consoles, and I actually, I, I, Remy, I, I told you this, and I told you wrong because I remembered afterward that I had another one before. So before the PlayStation, I had an Atari Jaguar. Jaguar was awesome. It was. It was way ahead of its yeah. time. That controller was a fucking behemoth, dude. It took four hands to use. It. So, <laughs> um, that's what I had before that, and obviously that platform didn't have these games on it. No. Right. That was its biggest problem. And before that. Yeah right. yeah, right. Probably why I didn't make it. Uh, and before that, I had something, and I don't know who made it, okay? But I had something called an Odyssey. And it was like everything was like the fucking two pixel, you know, little games that, you know, it was stick figures that shot, you know, little square balls out of their guns at each other. And the controllers were a stick and one button. That, that, I mean, that was the loadout. So, mag- that was actually my Magna- very first Magnavox console. Odyssey 2 came out in 1978. <laughs> Mag- yeah. So, that's that was my very Magnavox. first console. Holy balls, wow. dude. Yeah. So, so I had that, and then I had was the Atari, the and, then, the, and then I got... the VCR? It was essentially a VCR? Yeah, it's basically what this looks like. Hey, look, Pac-Man. Holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah, so... Yeah, so... Uh, anyway, so it wasn't until I got the PlayStation 1 that I actually started playing any, like, mainstream games. And so, you know, and, and I had played some Nintendo before. Uh, I had a cousin that had a SNES, but only had a few games, and it just happened to not be any of those, right? Um, and so, yeah, I had never heard of Final Fantasy before that time, um, just because I've never had anything to play it on. Did I never you, had knew not... anybody that had one. Okay. So, okay. yeah, yeah. And then what? But once I, once I got it, Mike, I was hooked. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm not. Hey, look, I mean, I, I was a big Final Fantasy head, really, up until Final Fantasy. I, I guess up until X. Um, I, 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 yeah, X was the last one I played. Yeah, well, that was I, one of the I, uh, the dresses that that determined your abilities, right? No, no, no. That was X two. I, I got like oh, halfway through me. X two, and I was kind of like, <laughs> the eh, yeah, they were called dress I'm... spheres. I, I genuinely a mechanic of the game. I didn't play it, but I've heard about it. Yeah, I've never I, actually I, played through a Final Fantasy game. I I don't care for them. Um, I, I I'm not gonna sit here and try to sell you on Final Fantasy. I mean, I'm, I've been I've it's been kind of out, I'm not gonna bother. I, but I, I've been kind of out on the series since whenever the hell X came out. You know, early two thousands. Um, but I know X two. Yeah, X two came out in like two thousand three, two thousand four. And that was the last time I played one. <laughs> I got ha- I got halfway through that game, and I was like, "No, nah, I think we're good." 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I never, I never did even did X two. X was the last one that I played, yeah. and that was when I was in college. I, I, I did play way too much Blitzball in that game, but that's really neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> the I remember Blitzball. Oh, Blitzball! But uh, so bringing this all the way back, you know, nice little Final Fantasy rabbit hole there. Um, but so, I mean, can can. Is this possible? Like, okay, I mean, like, fine. Taking a game like Final Fantasy VII and literally remaking it from scratch completely and basically turning it, you know, taking a game that um, doesn't, you know, that's the same story and the same characters and the same kind of sort of basic visuals-ish from the original and remaking it for the modern era... Like that's interesting to me. I'm with you, John. I'm with you on that. Like, yes, fine. Yeah, like, I agree let's go. With that. Yeah, let's go do that. But I, you know, am I Remy? What about? I mean, you know, you like, well, you know, the, so I don't know that I have much of a place to stand on this topic because none of my beloved games from my childhood have ever been re- remade. So, <laughs> with the exception, there's been no Earthworm Jims. Right. They, they they haven't fucking remade Earthworm Jim. So. <laughs> <laughs> with the exception of Halo 2, which is not really that old, so it's not it's not super relevant. That being said, I enjoyed I really enjoyed replaying that game when it was updated for with today's graphics. Um, but as far as classic games that I I grew up with, I, I really have nowhere no input as far as that's concerned because I don't have well. It, so I, but I I'm I'm not asking so much. Do you like the ones that you've played? I'm, I'm, I'm saying, does the idea appeal to you? Yeah, absolutely. I think that if they remade something that I <laughs> let's go, something that I, I loved as a child and uh, really, really got an opportunity to play it with today's technology and graphics, I'd be all about that. I would 100% play that game. So, it, so it's the mechanically, it's the exact same game. I'm all for it. Let's it's do it. just got better graphics. You're yeah, you're in on it. that, hundred percent. Yeah, see, I don't think I am, because I, <laughs> you guys both have issues with lack of story, lack of solid control. I find those things charming, whereas you guys find them <laughs> annoying. They are oh, annoying. Man. Oh, I see, and that's <laughs> and that's why I stand where <laughs> you I am. Guys, you, I swear to God. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we gotta we gotta take a second to review here. You guys have trouble with games that have a lack of story and a lack of control. I didn't say a lack of control. Uh, I might have, but anyway, wonky yeah. controls or or imperfect <laughs> controls. Let's say that. You are every shitty game developer's wet dream. Do you know that? It's like oh, we can put out whatever the fuck we want. This guy will buy it. And not only, not only, well, as, as long as it's not given a whole lot of thought ahead of time, apparently it is true. As long as the <laughs> controls are wonky and there is no story, it's like all we have to do is spend no time on this and Remy will buy it. That's no, all if we somebody, have to do. If somebody has put the care and love into the characters, the characters and the gameplay and the way the world is built, I'm all for it. I That's the kind of shit I eat up. I love. How, but how can you do that and have zero story? And so you can't build a world and have and have a character that's well built. Like and, hell, you can't. 
Like hell you can't see. How? We're going to we're going to get into games that I love that you absolutely <laughs> detest. Like Overcooked. <laughs> Overcooked has a shit story. I wholeheartedly admit that. The characters are one-dimensional across the board, but the gameplay itself is fucking phenomenal. The graphics are fantastic. Said... The controls are okay. But but everything but... in there is super super charming and I fucking Wait. love it. But I I, I don't Okay, you just contradicted yourself like 17 times. So, okay, go for it. So, wait a minute. Oh, God. Okay. Uh... Oh, I broke my hand. <laughs> so, you, you said is... as long as the characters are well built and the, wor- no, and the, no, world, the world is interesting. The, the world. The, no, you said characters. You did. John, back me up. He said characters. Did he not? Uh-huh. I yeah, said if uh-huh. the, the characters are one-dimensional. I don't really give a shit but that means they're not well built that means they're one-dimensional and don't graphically mike graphically oh my god okay that's 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 well rendered not well built whatever oh no not whatever try to pay attention to the language we've all agreed on okay (laughs) those don't mean the same goddamn thing building a character is not the same thing as drawing one Building one implies personality and, you know, some sort that's of not true. depth. That, and, that, that is not true. Yeah, I was confused by that, too. All right, so, so maybe, I, maybe I didn't say it quite right, but games like Overcooked, the characters are super one-dimensional, but they are rendered well. And the, the gameplay itself is fantastic. It's well done, and the controls are a little wonky, and I like that about it because it makes it, more interesting to try to perfect it it's more of a challenge to me and more engaging for me to actually do what's supposed to be done within that game you know after five years of being friends with you i just figured out why you like racing games so much exactly i love that shit because it's beautiful i don't give a shit about the story as long as as long as the controls are consistent i'm all for it Let's do it. If it's funky and Remy, weird, I'm... Remy not only likes racing games, he likes making non-racing games to have racing games. Oh, yeah, that's a, yeah yes. don't, don't give me this whole bullshit about how Halo Reach is your favorite Halo game of all time. Halo Reach is your favorite racing game of all time. Don't even it sit is, here it, and try to snow my ass. I don't want to hear it. I it don't want to hear it. It is both my favorite racing <laughs> game and my favorite Halo game. <laughs> Bar none. Hey guys, I got this sweet, I got this sweet Rainbow Road built in the forge. Come check it out. Oh, dude, there is one, and it's fucking awesome. Oh um, my god! Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't something I just made up. But no, 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 seriously, I don't give a shit how wonky the controls are in a racing game. If it's consistent, I'll perfect that shit, and I will kick anyone's ass in it because it's fun to me. For, it's fun for me to figure out how best to control a wonky steering system no i i i understand you're a psychopath that's that's also true (laughs) yeah i did like i i i I get i get that so your your so your reaction (laughs) would you take a hold of a controller and you point the car in a or, or so you point up and the thing doesn't go up but rather no, goes go down. down and to the left and spins around for no reason. Your reaction is not, 
well, this is badly designed. Your reaction is these people are geniuses. They're charming no. geniuses. And no, no, I will my master reaction, this out of respect. My for reaction it. is okay, why did it do that and how can I control it? Fuck oh, that noise. Fuck that noise in its fucking face so. as hard as it can be fucked. Fuck that shit. If, 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 not, not, I don't, I'm not interested in why did it do that. I'm interested in going and playing something else. Well, we we've so discovered. I'm that. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my 30 second reason of why I don't like racing games, and the controls are <laughs> a big part. Because he doesn't like okay? playing against me. Well, that is part of it. That, and every that's time also we do part it, of the reason I don't like getting racing. your ass beat. Yeah, yeah, getting your ass beat is not fun in any system. Well, I liked Forza when I, I liked Forza Let's a lot. But that there, by John, because that can be. Fun. <laughs> There's a couple situations where getting your ass beat is fun, but not these. <laughs> okay, so, um, so here's the thing. So driving games piss me off. Because actual driving is way easier. John, have you ever gone in a car over 150 miles per hour? No, no, no. I'm not talking about... Listen, it doesn't matter about the speeds, okay? I understand that the faster you go, the harder it is to control. I get that. Okay. And no, I have not gone in a car that fast. You should try it. It's but, fun. well, maybe I will someday. But even, even something as simple as driving down the street in a game like GTA... It's not even racing games. It's games that have driving mechanics piss me off. You know, you're fucking... You try to take a turn, and you're fucking taking out lampposts and stuff. Hookers, you know, knocking over hookers I, left and right. It's bad. Yeah, Mike, and you, you plow through the you whole... you have a skewed you know. idea of how many hookers are actually in GTA. Just put it out there. Go on, John. Do I really? <laughs> yeah, you really do. Go on, John. There's, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's there's 50 per every, for every 100 person. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, like and if there me. isn't, back in the day, you could just pop your game shark in the back, and you could make that happen. So, <laughs> oh, game shark. all right. So, uh, carry on with your your reason for not liking good driving games. No, or? but yeah, I mean that's more or less is it. I mean people can understand from that. Like, yeah, actual driving is way easier. Well, I mean, look, I, yeah, I, 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 shockingly, I agree with John on this one. Look, I've done track. I've I've done track driving. Okay, uh-huh. I, I've. I, I, I can tell you unequivocally that taking a very you know taking a very fast car around a around a track is a lot easier in real life than it is in Forza for me. <laughs> right, but that's, that's where the mostly... fun is is figuring out the mechanics of the steering. No. Oh, y'all are killing me. <laughs> because you're wrong. No. The steering okay, should... okay, if I'm wrong, okay, I'm going to use your own logic against you right now. Okay. Thousands Ooh. upon thousands upon thousands of people have praised Forza for being an incredible racing game. Are they wrong? Or do you just Ooh. not like it because you can't do it? Ooh. Ooh. Actually, no, I, I, just don't, I just don't like it when I play with you, honestly, because I hate seeing you, <laughs> because I hate seeing you win at anything ever. But um... That's, That's why you don't like Chicken Horse, too. That's a, well, see, the thing is, okay. Or speedrunners. I, I, no, because, okay. <laughs> let, let, let me, let's put this in context, all right? Hold on, hold on just a hot second here, all right? You pick, yep. you pick a game that you cranked at least dozens of hours into that I've never touched, and you mm-hmm. immediately throw me into a situation where... 
I'm competing against you, and then you're cackling like a madman every time you win. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's fun. First of all, way to be a good mentor. Second of all, way to be a gracious winner. And third of all, when we tried to pull you into divinity and the situation was reversed, you were so goddamn miserable, I could see it on your face on multi-twitch, okay? I don't want to hear this horseshit about it's like because guess what whenever you're put whenever you're put in a situation where you have not practiced touched played done anything that's like taking somebody who has never dribbled a basketball and throwing them into a game with the fucking boston celtics it's not gonna go well Okay. Mm -hmm. Are we clear? Do I need to lay this out for you anymore? Are are we clear? My favorite, my favorite part about that whole thing was (laughs) you sit there cackling like a madman. It's Remy's in the background cackling like a madman. Oh yeah, no, he is because he thinks it's funny because he's a fucking sadist. Because it's fucking hilarious. That's why. (laughs) Oh Oh, man. Yeah. Well, it is. It is well known. It is well known, and we've you know we've said it time and time and again. Really, it's well known that we all have different skill sets, and racing certainly is Remy's. Oh yeah, and that's no, car totally. racing. That's things like speedrunners. That's things like I mean, Ultimate Chicken Horse is all is racing. It's platform racing. Yeah, right. And by the way, I've only put fourteen yeah. hours into that game. I oh, four, Jesus Christ! I can't imagine. It's more than zero. Putting yeah, more than yeah, more than me. <laughs> and 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 by the way, I, w- yeah. I would point out that I enjoyed Forza. I was very impressed with Forza until the second I logged into the same game as you. And, and from that point on, from that point on, grumble, I was just grumble, like, grumble, grumble. well, no, because because I can't think about anything except look. I can't. I, I'm trying. I'm trying so hard to be clear about this, and I I feel like I'm not doing a good job. It's, 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 it's never a pleasant experience to have it thrown into your face how much you suck at something. It's really not. Is it and, and no, it's See, really not. Okay. At least not here, for me. Okay, so maybe the way my I own got... personal issues here, but you know, if you're, you know, if I'm experiencing a game for the first time, and then I'm immediately confronted with somebody who is not even necessarily you just anybody who it's like who is like okay we're gonna go do this thing now keep up and and they're off and i'm still sitting there trying to figure out what all the fucking buttons do like yes i'm gonna be annoyed and and not only that especially if i'm doing it in front of a live audience i'm going to be embarrassed so So i have a bit of a competitive streak at times i don't know if you've noticed this or not oh do you really a little bit occasionally (laughs) so john what about you um, not really. Me, no. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. bullshit. asshole. <laughs> so, okay. The way... I'm a big Xbox fanboy. We've already discussed this in previous podcasts. But I used to be a hardcore Nintendo guy. Growing up, I had every Nintendo system. And I thought the other systems were going to fizzle out. Obviously, I was very wrong. But my buddy told me he picked up an Xbox. And he got this new game called Halo. Yep. And he invited me over to play, and I was always that guy that, you know, I was always the best of my friends. I In whatever game we were playing, that was my thing. I was just good at video games, and no one else could beat me. So I go over there. He trounces me and hang him high snipers. Just destroys me, and he's sitting there cackling, so I get it. 
I've been there. But what I did is I went home. I went and bought an Xbox. I bought Halo. Two weeks later, I called him up and said, hey, you want to play that game that we played the other a couple weeks ago? What Was it Halo? Whatever that was. And I came back and I kicked his ass. That's the kind of shit that I do. I want to learn how to play a game and make it work to my advantage. So if you destroy me in a game, you better believe that if I care at all about that game, I'm going to come back and I'm going to learn how to do it. Okay, so and I have I might a very, have done very that. different reaction. And I might That's have also done... true if you destroy him anally. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't say that, but... You know. Wow. Hashtag anals. Um, the... uh, okay. R.I.P. Rip anals. So, yep. Oh. Rip, rip, rip anals. Command rip. Um, and, 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 and Remy, yep. that might have been true 20 fucking years ago when I had the time to do that. Okay, I don't. <laughs> that 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 right there, that's a fair point. I can give you that. I, I can't do, do that anymore. It's like when the fuck. Adult, adulting is the pits. Yeah, when the adulting so like. Sucks. Yes, fine. If 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 in two thousand two, or two thousand three, when I was in college, and I had encountered this situation, I might have ignored my exams for the next couple of weeks and done exactly what you're saying. Unfortunately, that's no longer an option when, you know, you're pushing 40, you got three kids and a full-time job, and, you know, all your gaming time is spent on Twitch. So, <laughs> I, 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 right. I, I, Oh, boy. So, you know, we have I, gone I, down one I got hell your of a point. I got, have we really? Yeah. Oh, wow, which is, talking about, wow, to be we've expected. Been We've been ranting at each other for half an hour. Holy shit, look we, at that. We really have. And I know John I know. had a topic in mind, and I don't want to take it's it cute. from him entirely. Wait, John's No, right? no, no. I, and, and and I really enjoy <laughs> half my half my sack of popcorn here is already gone. Listening to you two <laughs> fucking... Well, okay, hang <laughs> listening on. To, in, listening... In, in our defense, we haven't had one of these fights on the podcast since, like, the first podcast. We were over... Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. Yeah, it was time. It was time. And last last podcast, and, we know, agreed, agreed like three times, so it had to happen. Yeah, it was, that's yeah, that's karmic, true. The karmic realignment of the universe. It's important. Man. It's important to get back to equilibrium by bickering like a couple of wet hens. So that's right. Anyway, <laughs> so, so John, Jonathan, you were saying, Jonathan. So I've got. I do have a topic uh, that that was on my mind, and it's something that is uh, pretty near and dear to my heart, and I know Mike's as well. And I don't think as much Remy's, but something I think he's cautiously curious about. And so, oh, I'm intrigued. Because of that, I'm going to put him on the spot. Okay. And ask him to give us a little rundown on how he feels about what experiences he's had, if any, or what experiences he would like to have with tabletop gaming. Ooh. Oh. <clears throat> okay. That's that's actually a, a very good uh, topic. I'm curious. So, I have never truly done any tabletop gaming beyond the simple bit board game. I think the most in-depth I've ever gone is Munchkin, which, by the way, I fucking love. I think it's one of the best games out there. But, um, I have... <clears throat> I've watched a number of hours of people play D&D, though I've never actually played it myself. What are you watching? Uh, uh, critical, critical Role? No, actually, I, I watch Heroes and Halfwits. Oh, okay. Which is uh, the Rooster Teeth, uh, the Achievement Hunter um, version of that? Yeah, show. Uh, no, I, 
yeah, I know they're 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 really good. Uh, Geek and Sundry's Critical Role is also really really good. So I've if heard. You, I haven't watched it, but I do intend to eventually. Yes. Yeah. If you like Rooster Teeth, you'll like you'll like theirs. Perfect. So that is the the depth of my knowledge. So I've learned quite a lot in watching that. I could probably jump into a game pretty seamlessly. I'm sure there will be a lot of questions because. I wouldn't be surprised if Rooster Teeth made some modifications and didn't play by the rules entirely. Um, but ultimately, I would be very interested in, in playing a game specifically with you guys because you have experience mm-hmm. and you could hold my hand if necessary. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm all oh, for it. I'm, I'm that's very. A, that's a cute image. Yeah. How you doing, huh? Um, anyway, <laughs> so I'm. <laughs> it's something that I never wanted to do, but over the past couple years, I've grown quite an interest in. And I don't know why that's interesting. changed. Interesting. I have an idea about why that might be, but Johnny, I, 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 you're the no, most... No, go ahead. No, well, you're the... I wanted to ask you, you're the most active... Um, I mean, I still have all my D&D books, right? Uh, you know, I've still got a bunch of old character sheets that I couldn't bear to part with. I've got maps that I made. I've got, I, I t- like, you know, original, like, stuff that I wrote set in, you know, universes I created and all that kind of shit. Um, but you're, a- out of the three of us, you know, I mean, I haven't actually played in, in years. Um, you're still playing. Uh, what are you, you're playing true, Pathfinder, true. right? Yep. I uh, do a... Um... Actually, my wife runs for myself and a few of our mutual friends a Pathfinder game once a week. Right. So, what what has what's kept you coming back to uh, you know out of everything out there, you know, gaming options are certainly not in short supply. Um, sure. You know why sit around? So, you know, for somebody like Remy who's interested but has never done it, what's your you know you and I both do sales for a living. What's your sales pitch? Oh yeah, the appeal for for, um, for tabletop, tabletop games game. in general. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so the the, the main difference between tabletop games for me and um, and video games, and it's really evolved um, more and more as games have become more and more uh, mobile. You know, back in the day, you know, it was not a big deal to have a eight, ten, twelve person land at at your buddy's house. Uh, you know, with with a stack of eight pizzas and two cubes of Mountain Dew, right? I mean, you know. Uh, but now, you know, like you know, we we play games three, four days a week. But I've never seen either one of you guys face to face, right? You know, and that's a lot in a lot of sense because of our locations. But tabletop games in general have a level of personal interaction with it that. You know, and and it really depends on the game, but you know, something like D and D or Pathfinder, which is basically the same thing. Uh, you know, you can do or be anything. Yeah. You know, if you like things a certain way, if you know, if like a you know, we we we've spent hours in this very podcast and in our <laughs> personal conversations, bitching about different things about certain games or whatever. You know, um, in a game like D&D, Pathfinder, whatever, you don't have that. You know, there's not, if you don't like how something is or if you want something to work a certain way, as long as it's within the, the framework of the rules or if you have a, a group that's willing to even make uh, house rules on certain items, you can do whatever. 
you know, and it, and it gives you an ability to sit down with your friends, you know, either literally around a table or even figuratively, uh, you know, an e-table, something like Roll20 um, software. Yeah. And to enjoy an experience the way that you want to without, you know, anybody else. You know, Remy, we, we discussed earlier uh, how much you enjoy the um, character creation portion, the building in games. You know, with these types of games, that's what they're, I mean, that's all there is. You can make that character to be anything you want to be. Right, which is one of you the know. reasons I've grown an interest, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I've had, as Mike says, I've got, you know, a drawer that's actually right here to my left full of character sheets of different builds I've made over the years, you know, different systems. Um, when I first started, uh, I started in uh, 3.0 D&D, and then they went to 3.5, and then 4.0 sucked, was, yeah, four, you know, just four, awful. 4 was bad. And and uh, Paizo, who, who made the Pathfinder system, uh, took that opportunity and made a game that was basically a mirror image of 3.5 D&D with some, I think, healthy tweaks. Um, probably what 4.0 should have been. And, you know, and since then I've been on Pathfinder. And actually, uh, funny enough, Pathfinder 2.0 is just finishing playtesting and will be launching soon um, as well. So, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing. Like I said there's lots of th- stuff you can do. It's, it's a huge community of people uh, across the world that do it. You know, like they, they run, like Pathfinder specifically has Pathfinder Society modules where, you know, where you can go to your local game stores and play uh you know the same modules that everyone else across the world is playing on certain days and things like that. Um, very very interesting stuff, I think. Yeah, and Remy, what what the reason I think it would appeal to you specifically is the the amount of freedom and the amount of um, the amount. <laughs> if, you of, want, if you want to fucking fry that Jimmy Changa bubby. You yeah, do it. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> it, it, the, but it, the the amount of the amount of latitude you have with what you can do and how you can do it is really limited by two things. It, it, it's limited by what you can come up with and mathematics, probability. Sure. And that's really it. I, you know, there there are some, you know. Within the confines of the rules, that, like John said, you agree on a rule set that you're using. But within that, you know, you can try to do whatever you want. Whether or not it'll work is a whole other thing. But right, it, right. It, it, but it's determined by the roll of the dice. And that's it. If you want to, try, you know, like in a video, you know, I'm playing, you know, The Last of Us right now. If I want to try to backflip over a clicker and, you know, you know, stab, you know, slash his calf and try to take, I can't do that. The game doesn't allow it in D and D. I can do that. I may not pull it off. I may, right, you, you know, have to I'm, roll for agility and all that. Right. Shit. You have to, you have to roll skill checks. You have to, right. you know, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into it. But once you figure out the rules and the, the basics of it, you're, you're really only limited by what the story that you can tell as a group and the, uh, you know the the DM, the person who's running the game, does most of that. But a really good, the best DMs that I ever had were guys that let the players create the story and adapted to the players to a certain extent. They had para- they had sure. par- the parameters that 
you know, it's like, okay, we've got a couple of paths we can go down here, but if the play, you know, the players need to be allowed to go off and kind of create their own thing. And, and, a good, and a good dungeon master can follow them and you'd say, okay, you, you guys want to go do that. Here's, here's, here's what happens. And you got to, it's basically, uh, improv acting. Right. At, at that level. And there's, you know, when, when I was in, oh God, I don't know, seventh, eighth grade, something like that, there were, I had a group of, uh, uh, group of friends, um, that we played with consistently, but I, I had one guy who, uh, was my best friend. We would just, you know, sit down and basically tell each other stories. Uh, you know, we called it verbal D and D, but it was basically just us, you know, making up interactive stories between the characters and interesting decide you know no dice no character sheets no nothing we just made up these sort of fictional avatars of ourselves and i don't think i've ever told anybody this actually but <laughs> it's a good we, thing it's not going out on the internet <laughs> well no but, but you know what yeah, but fuck yeah. it i mean because the, oh, there's, the, the, there's nothing to be ashamed of fuck but that. the, but that's it that's exactly what it is it's just it's storytelling it's storytelling right. and it's acting and and you you substitute probability and chance in real life where for you know, you use dice and and, and roll of and dice. That's it. Yeah. Now, John. Yeah. John, you you yes. mentioned that what you liked about it was the personal interactivity, right? Do you think mm-hmm. that that loses something if you do play online with other p- people? Uh, yeah, I think so. Not not necessarily to an extent where playing online wouldn't be fun, or you know. Uh, something that I'd be unwilling to do, but to to be able to sit there and to have people sit around a table and bring props or stand up to do a, a charade as part of their role playing experience, that's something to a certain extent that's lost. Hmm. Um, the uh, you know we got uh, we got we got any e software that exists. Yeah, I was gonna say we, webcams are a thing. Yeah, yeah no, 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 and and you know, I said, and guys, I, you know, guys, I it's, guys, it's, I have props. Remember. <laughs> Oh, oh God! Christ. They're back. Yeah, <laughs> they're back. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, no, I, and that's true. And of course, as as technology continues to advance, um, you know, those things will be less and less. So, still, I think that uh, that to a certain extent, there will always be some level that can't be replicated. Sure, I would agree. As far as it's physical true. interaction to to the interaction. Uh, and like I said, it's not necessarily a bad thing, and it wouldn't hinder me from doing anything. But uh, you know, sitting around the table and actually throwing the dice and and you know uh, and everything, it, it's it's a very unique experience. And it's not even just for for D and D and for you know or for Pathfinder stuff like that. I mean, I've played a ton of tabletop games, of various types um, through the years. Um, to me, it's just it's just a fun way to do things. You're in complete control of everything, you know, and and I don't know. It's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, table, tabletop gaming ultimately for me is it, the the I don't want to say purist because it's that, that that sounds like it's disparaging of video games or whatever, and it's not meant to be. But it, it, it it's sort of the it's the root of everything else for me. Well, it I, was I, it was games before video games were a thing. Well, but I mean, like in the sense of like part. So all the times you that you you guys have heard me talk about 
you know, world building and character development and story and all that kind of stuff. What I always compare all that stuff to in my head is those D&D experiences I had when I was growing up. And, you know, it, it, is this as impact, is, it, is this video game, part of the reason that I swoon so hard for stuff like Witcher 3 and Divinity God damn Original it, I thought Sin. we were going to make it. Nope. Oh, so close. <laughs> damn it. 45 Sorry. minutes in. <laughs> Sorry. But, but, but part of the reason I swoon so hard for games like that and and John can back me up on this is because they are the the about as close as you can get to that sort of tabletop role playing experience in a digital format as it currently exists. And maybe yeah, D- Divinity specifically is is definitely the closest I've seen to to tabletop yeah. D and D. And maybe Baldur's this Gate is three baby, it's coming. Maybe this is why I'm not as big a fan as those hardcore deep games. Because I don't have that that love built in, it's I don't have a history with part of it. I think yeah. you think so. I, I just it doesn't it doesn't do as much for me as it obviously does for the vast majority of people that that play those games. Um, I'm not saying that there's nothing there for me. I think that there's there's certainly intrigue, but as far as video games are concerned, the a game killing mechanic for me has always been role playing or not. Excuse me, not role playing. Um, turn-based combat when you're sitting there at a table or virtually i couldn't care less but when when it's an actual conversation i think that that would be a different i would i would feel very differently about that but turn-based combat to me has always been just the second i hear that that's a mechanic i'm typically out uh there are very few few uh exceptions to that pokemon when back in the day I played the hell out of that, but that's turn-based. But uh, I think that that stems from my lack of tabletop experience. It could be, and, and you know, with video games, it's a little different uh, in that in that they can all be done real time. For a tabletop game, it has to be turn-based. You know, you know, there's not a <laughs> there's not a version where or you know you're sitting around a table with four or five people and all of them are, are moving, and you know, so yeah, and that could be it. But to me, actually, and I think Mike obviously, you know, he, he uh, started earlier than I did. I didn't play my first D&D game until I was 18 or 19. Hmm. Um, and I didn't really know what it was about. And I was actually in college at that time. And I went home. <laughs> and I went home and, and, you know, over the summer after I'd gotten in a group. And, and uh, you know, they were like, mom and dad or whatever was like, look, you know, what kind of things you were doing? And I saw huh. that and, you know. My dad was convinced, and I, I mentioned this a little bit last time, but this is actually a real life thing for me that the you know that D and D in general was the the work of Satan, and you know I was basically in a cult or whatever for doing <laughs> this thing, which is weird, very <laughs> weird for me. But that was my that that was my first time that I ever played a game, and you know I, I've been hooked since then, and, you know, and I've I've done uh, countless games and modules. I've ran things. I played. Um, you know, it's definitely my favorite thing. Like I said, I've done other tabletop stuff before, card games, like Munchkins Remy, which is definitely hella fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, really Munchkins is D&D light, you know. Right, it's, it's, it's and that's why I, I think, actually, you know what, I think Munchkin is one of the reasons I'm becoming more intrigued, more and more intrigued with yeah. playing a full game of D&D because I, every time I play Munchkin, it's just, I just have the time of my life. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. That's fun, and, you know, and and 
Uh, I actually played a, a game for a while called Flames of War that was um, like a military tabletop game, and you had like points you could spend on building an army, and um, it was all done on it was a d6 system. You, you six sided die to to do different things, and uh, you know your different troops could move different number of inches on like this battlefield that you laid out and everything. Um, which is pretty fun, but still, at the end of the day, the, the the one that I keep coming back to really is the D and D or Pathfinder, which I use those interchangeably, really, because like I said, more or less they're the same system. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, we you know really, the the big thing is, and and why I know that you would like it, Remy, is the just the amount of choices that one yeah. can make. You know, it, there's no there's no rules per se, on your actions. You know, there might be limits on what you can do based on the rule sets that's there. But, you know, if you walk into a building and, you know, and go talk to the mayor or, you know, meet the mayor or whatever, you know, in a video game, you know, maybe you could only talk to them or maybe you can't do anything with them. Maybe it's just a, a warm body filling up your screen. You know, in this case, you could slit his throat or steal his purse or rifle through his drawers or whatever you wanted to do. And then deal with the know, repercussions. And, exactly yeah, right. Uh, you know. That's the, right. The, um... The other, the, the other thing that I really love about a game like that is you can set it wherever you want. And so, you know, if you look at something like um, uh, the, uh, the White Wolf games, uh, Vampire the Masquerade or, or Werewolf the Apocalypse. Wait, how's Vampire spelled? Correctly. Um, it's spelled I-R-E. Um <laughs> That's why he plays it. But um, <laughs> right, exactly. But you know, th- those games are um, you know draw really heavily from a D and D heritage, but they're made by a separate company, and you know they're all set in the modern era. Um, Shadowrun, similar thing. Um, yeah, the original uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which is coming out, is based on uh, a, a tabletop RPG, Cyberpunk twenty twenty. So th- there's so much that you can do with that method of gaming that's actually i don't want to interrupt michael that's actually super interesting about cyberpunk i didn't know that yeah and it's funny because 2020 is too close i know <laughs> I had to push it, the it's time like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, 2020 we'll used to be so far in the future although i will say this okay so do you guys have these robots that roam around your grocery stores now all the time i mean like a roomba like, 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 no, not like a Roomba. This, this thing is like. I mean, Remy, do, like, do, do you seriously have one of these things? It's like this. Tall... I have seen them. Yes, I have okay. also seen them in Vegas serving drinks. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, R two D two. Yeah, basically, yeah. So, I hadn't, I had not seen one of these things until a few months ago when I walked into the grocery store and all of a sudden I, you know, turned the corner with my my of my 10 year old and my six year old and we turn the corner we're going down the aisle (laughs) and there's this thing just rolling towards us (laughs) and we all and 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 we all and we all stop and i was like and i'm looking at this i'm like what the fuck and you know and it's just rolling along and it's got this little worry thing on and a couple of sensors and a little you know some blinky blue lights and it's just you know it's scanning and turning a little bit and my, you know, my oldest one looks at me and she goes, what, what is, why is there a robot here? And I said, <laughs> and you I turned what? and looked at, and I, and I turned and I looked at her and I said, that's all you have to say. And she goes, well, 
and she and she go and she goes, well, it's just a, it's just a robot. And I said, you start being amazed by this right now. Do you right. have any this idea how impressive this is? We are living in the fucking future right now. And in 1987, when I was walking around the grocery store with my mother and I saw this thing, I would have shit my pants. You be amazed. You be amazed immediately. And she was like, okay, I'm sorry. It's really impressive. And I was like, you're goddamn fucking right it is. Now hand me that box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And it just like, I... I hmm. So, question, I, I, quick question we, for you. We are in the future. We, we absolutely know, uh, are. Believe it, believe it or not here, down around these parts, we don't have anything like that. <laughs> Shocking. Probably, uh, no, never mind. Um, this was all. Question for big, you. Oh, wow. Wow, Remy. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to breeze right past that. It's all good. Question for you <laughs> involving D&D. So, okay. Mike, you, you mentioned the ability to play a... Uh, a number of different environments. So can you take the what what John was mentioning, the Pathfinder? Could you mm-hmm. set that in space if you wanted to? Or Sure. Okay, so you could really modify that that experience in any way you want, which is where the well, the the yep. originality comes in. Basically, yeah. I mean, Pathfinder so Pathfinder I mean like D&D is technically just a rule set. It, 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 it's a set of mathematical parameters that defines the context of the game. So th- that's there really was, interesting um, to me. I always so thought of was, dwarves and elves and all that shit, but it can be you, you saying but that. Does, of course, it can be, but you saying that just kind of space uh, elves it blew my mind just a little bit because yeah. I've never well, thought I mean, of taking that to a different location or there was a um, anything like that. And John, I don't know if this is still a thing. You tell me if it is. But I mean, like back back when I was um, way way into this, which is you know sort of advanced D anD D two point That's when I was playing the most. Uh, Spelljammer was uh, a big um, a big campaign setting, and that was set entirely in outer space. It was basically like you know wizards and dragons and spaceships and dwarves and elves and shit, but it was all intergalactic. It was fucking amazing. That's really and, interesting to me. Yeah. And, and then yeah. there was, uh, you know, but I mean, then there's the more traditional, like, Dragonlance and Forgotten Realm stuff, but there was a horror setting called Ravenloft. There, um, there, Ravenloft, you know, oh. Oh, God, Ravenloft. Was that's so cool. I, I had never thought of putting it in a horror setting or a Western yeah. or a I mean, you, space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, a Western. You sure, Remy? Oh, fuck off. Yeah, uh, a Dark Sun. Dark Sun is basically a Western, post-apocalyptic Western. See that uh, that you know, could be interesting. Yeah, your, your setting could be anywhere. You could be in Atlantis. You could be in in space. You could be on a planet no one's ever heard of. You know, and actually, I had a um, I had a a group of rule books for a D twenty Star Wars system that was a lot of fun. As oh, well. dude, I played oh. I played the Star Wars RPG. That 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 was. Yep. But I remember I remember being really pissed that you couldn't be a Jedi because it was. <laughs> what the shit is set, that? Well, because well, that's it, not it's not like. It's not like that anymore. They changed it. This is a, this is the newest oh, one. It's called okay. the Saga Edition. New and improved now with Jedi's. Well, though, because what it was playing. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, because that's it's literally working. All, it's working. Well, that's literally all I wanted to. Oh, that's literally all I want. Because you know, and like anybody who watches Star Wars, mm-hmm. all you want to be is a Sith or a Jedi. What's the point Obviously. of being in Star Wars if you don't have Force powers and you aren't swinging a fucking lightsaber? Who gives I a shit? I want to be an Ewok. Yeah, exactly. The very first, you know, the like, very first game that I played of the Saga Edition, actually, I made a, uh, I made a force sensitive hut. Fuck yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. 
<laughs> I can just imagine. It was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's like, John, why are you eating all that? I'm in character. Bo shoot up, motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't worry and about Just it. stuffing oh, his face oh, full of popcorn oh. and chips at the table. Oh, oh, Solo. Kawashinga kawachaka wookie nipple pinchy. Um, <laughs> oh, man, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, really, Remy, and, and and as Mike said, was really the best way to put it, is that all of these things are really just rule sets. Okay, so I'm you know. about a hundred times more intrigued now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, see, John, we're good at this. We're, we're, we're good you, at our job. We've got our salespeople, and you, you've done it. And hopefully, that's yeah, true, Mike. <laughs> Our careers are showing through. Yeah, uh, you know, and really, we 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 made we've made Remy a believer here, and maybe somebody else that's listening too. Maybe you know, um, if you if you've never played a tabletop game before, uh, we've just given you a bunch of reasons to try it. I'd still be playing if I had people. If if I had like a group of friends that were still living around here to play with, I would still be playing. And and you know, the best thing about it is specifically for the Pathfinder, which is what. Is what I play mostly is everything's online for free. Um, yep. yep. You know, you can just you could just Google Pathfinder SRD. That's what it's called, and everything is on there for free. You can play with your friends, try it out. Um, all the rules, all the splat books, everything is there. Uh, you know, I, and really tabletop gaming in general. You know, I would I would try to sell anybody on. Oh, totally. um, almost more so, almost more so than I would video games. Dare I say? Oh, well then. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly probably have more fun um, in general. Well, fuck us then, huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. I know, I know, I can't. I would have more fun with you guys around a table than than um, you know, or over a table. No, sorry, that's oh, oh then, there, uh, we the there we go, there we go. Oh man, oh, almost oh, made it. Oh, oh, almost made it through the entire podcast without a single gay sex joke. But oh, fuck me dead, man. Yeah, I was yeah, like, there was one about there. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Crazy. Had to get it in at the end. Oh, okay. I saw so. it there because of the butt sex. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jesus Any credibility Christ. we just had was lost again. You know, we, so we, it's we, were good. Do, we were doing so well there for like a solid 20 minutes. We were, we were having a really good conversation and, and a really nuanced it conversation felt, about it, tabletop honestly, gaming. Honestly, it felt weird. It, it felt it, weird, it, that's it why. It did. I mean, not a single dick joke. Like, uh, uh, I know. It, 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 it didn't. Just, it didn't feel. It didn't feel right. Now, now we're, it was just wrong. Yeah, I know. It was just that, wrong. That we're, we're, we're back on. But that. yeah, on that note, I think that's going to be a good time to wrap up for this <laughs> Perfect. session. Thank you. <sighs> <laughs> oh Lord! For everybody keeping track, this was episode twelve. Hope you enjoyed. And any of our content, if you want to check us out, is on thesonsofglitches.com. Hope everyone has a great day. And we'll catch you next time. Take care. Night, everybody. Folks.